Hi everyone, welcome to uh, my live and welcome to my podcast. And I wanted to share with you all of the things that were going around my head when COVID-19 first came and what it meant for my business. Now, this is quite apt because yesterday was rent day because we take our rents on the first. And I know that last month it was a little bit sort of, are we going to get our rents? And then everyone was saying, well, perhaps this month will actually be the testing factor. And maybe it's going to be this month it will tell us whether we're going to get paid or not. So it was the 23rd of March. And that's the date that's kind of going to be embedded into time forever. And that's the day that the UK went into its own version of lockdown during to the coronavirus outbreak. And it was five o'clock and I was sat in the kitchen and I was watching the parliamentary updates, um, which had become a regular feature in our house, as I'm sure they had at that point in everybody's house at the same time. Now, we'd already been told a couple of days prior that pubs were to close and hotels were to close. So that was the first blow for us, for me, because we've got a pub. So first of all, it's like, great, that's completely closed down. There's going to be no revenue whatsoever now for that pub. And it's still the same. There's still no revenue for that pub. So that was the first blow. But then we thought, well, that's okay. We can bankroll that. We can cash flow it. We can get through it. So I called the owner. No, sorry, I'm the owner. I called the tenant because we lease it to um, a tenant on a FRI lease. And I said, look, you know, obviously you're aware of what the government have just announced. Um, Let's have a chat next week and we'll see what plan that we can come together owing, you know, the next sort of three or, or four months, depending on how long you're going to be shut down for. So that was the first blow. So that's one pub down, gone, not trading at all. So then we sat down and we watched the parliamentary update to say now the country is going to go into what their version or what our version of lockdown was. And I sat at the kitchen table and I had all of my family with me and they were saying things like protect the vulnerable, um, you know, help the NHS, save lives, stay at home. And these words really stuck with me. Then I got all of the thoughts of confusion. And I'm sure that everyone that's watching this, say hi, by the way, folks, if you're watching. And obviously comment if you're listening on the podcast. Um, all of these thoughts were starting to go through my head. So, so in full transparency, so you know what my businesses are. So I have a training business, and albeit it doesn't form a particularly huge um, part of our income um, because our income is mainly from property. So we've got a training business, got a property, very big property portfolio. Uh, we've got uh, online software business. Obviously, we've got GoTenant. Uh, we've got a serviced holiday let in Wales. And we've got two serviced accommodation units. Um, so that's in general, you know, what sort of what makes up all of our separate businesses. So first of all, when the government announced the, the whole lockdown, I was, oh, my God, that's going to affect every single element of every single business that I have because we can't use the serviced holiday let that brings in or did peak season, £1,400 a month in revenue, not profit. But that's a lot of money. And that's a month. Um, sorry, a week, beg your pardon, a week, not a month, £1,400 a week in revenue. 
Um, and that all of a sudden stopped, completely stopped. So number one, pub closed. Number two, service holiday lap shut. Number three, two service accommodation units closed. And all of this is unraveling as I'm sat there watching the television. And I'm thinking, holy moly, how are we going to get through this? What on earth is going to happen? And I just had this fear of dread. Now, you may have felt this as well. Um, You know, if you did, let me know. Because I was feeling things like, all right, number one, what if the tenants don't pay? Um, What if I can't pay my staff? What if I can't pay for my office? Because my office is leased. Uh, What if I get coronavirus? What if my son, who's vulnerable, gets coronavirus? Uh, What if I run out of cash? How long is this going to go on for? And all of these feelings were going through my mind, as I'm sure they were with you as well. And I didn't, it was a very bizarre, surreal moment for me because I was just, for the first time in a long time, I felt vulnerable and out of control. Because then the Chancellor decided to say that he was going to give three months tenure for all tenants and we couldn't evict them during that period. So subsequently, all of the tenants then took it upon themselves and um, thought that they had a three-month rent-free period, which wasn't the case. And that really wasn't what the Chancellor was trying to portray, but it was just delivered quite poorly. So then I thought, oh my God, all of this is going to break down. Then I started to think about everybody else in the rental industry, in the private rental sector, thinking that this is going to just break so many businesses. So what did we do from there? So that was the the night when we sat down and it all sort of unraveled. And there were so many unanswered questions. I wasn't able to come to terms with the potential damage that it was going to do to my business, the potential financial hit that it was going to give us. And there were loads and loads of unanswered questions. So um, I tried to digest everything myself and I came to my community and regurgitated what the government said, put, a, um, put a, an olive branch out there for everyone to contact me if, if I could help them and really sort of just started to understand what this meant in my business. Now, if I'm completely honest with you, for the first couple of days, I didn't do anything. I was in a state of like, it was just unreal. All of a sudden I was at home. I was trying to run all of these businesses from home. I was trying to make sure that we could, um, you know, look after all of our staff and our offices. Um, I knew that I was going to have to furlough some staff. And I was concerned about cash flow, really concerned, because our rent roll is quite high and it differs. You know, every month it differs. It's anything from 40 to 50,000 pounds a month, but it does differ. And I was just really, really concerned. So I didn't do anything for a couple of days and I kind of just digested everything, started to work a few things out in my head and started to work out some plans on how we could move forwards. Um, So I think after about the the second day, I sat down and it was after taking probably about 10 phone calls from tenants, all telling me that they couldn't pay because everybody panicked. Um, Everybody, everybody panicked. Tenants panicked. Company, uh, company bosses panicked, CEOs panicked, private landlords panicked, I panicked, and I probably imagine you panicked as well. So it was all bizarre. And we were taking phone calls every day from tenants saying that they couldn't pay. How did they access this three-month rent-free period? Um, how did they get away with not paying? Um, what, what we had to do, we had to take a mortgage holiday and pass it on to the tenants. They, that was the tenants telling me all of this. 
So I was just, oh my God, this is just so bad. So we formulated a plan. Um, otherwise, you know, we could have just sat down and watched the whole of this come tumbling down and stuck our heads in the sand and not done anything and just blamed the government and blamed the world and blamed COVID-19. So we decided to formulate a plan and I published this across all of my socials. And that plan was that, first of all, we need to contact our tenants. We need to talk to our tenants and we need to open up this line of um, communication. So we decided to put an email together and the email was um, we weren't giving advice per se. We were giving signposting. And that was that if you're furloughed, then, um, you know, you should get paid. And otherwise you can go to universal credit and you can get paid from universal credit. Otherwise you should be paying your rent normally. But if you are really struggling, then please contact us and, and reach out to us. Now, that was probably the single best thing we could have done because that stopped most of those calls that we were getting on a daily basis asking for rent breaks and rent payment holidays. And, the, and that, those calls stopped. So then it was the, the first of the month, last month, not this month, last month was approaching. So the first of April was approaching. And I honestly thought that we were going to get around about 20% of the income that we would normally get from rents. Um, and, and bearing in mind now, the holiday let closed, service accommodation closed, pub closed. So we kind of needed that income. And then the first of the month came after we put this plan in place and after we spoke to our tenants and we got 100% rent roll. And actually it was bizarre because all of the people that didn't normally pay on time paid and we didn't even have to chase them. And I thought, wow, that's just phenomenal. And that really lifted my spirits, obviously, as you can imagine. And I thought, you know what? I don't think this is going to be as bad as everybody is making it out to be. So then I did some research in my social groups and on my Facebook pages. And I asked the same question. And it came back that most people, not all, but most people actually got pretty much the same rent roll as they did before COVID. Now, I know that there are some student landlords that didn't because some um, whole groups of students have moved away. Um, but students aside, uh, everybody else seemed to be getting paid. And I thought this was really interesting. And then I started to look into the, the advice that the government had been giving and not the advice about mortgage holidays specifically, but they gave the um, ability for people to take mortgage holidays during the next three months so we could cash flow. So I looked into this a little bit more. So now the rents were in the bag. I was a lot more relaxed and I thought, okay, maybe next month, i.e. Um, May, that will be the real test because everyone's still working a month in hand. So everyone's still getting paid from last month. So maybe next month is going to be the killer. So I didn't want to panic about that. And I parked that for the time being. And I started to look at all of the other things that could potentially... Um, either help or hinder the private landlord. And I looked into the mortgage holiday aspect. Now, I know that everybody panicked and the word mortgage holiday was an attractive word. It meant that you wouldn't have to pay your mortgage because it was deferred for three months with all the interest and the mortgage payments would be put onto the end of your products. And that sounds good on paper. So then I started to contact some of our mortgage providers just to ask the question. Now, fortunately for us, um, we didn't need to take a mortgage holiday. Um, you know, hopefully, depending on how long this goes on for, we could ride it out. 
So I contacted a load of mortgage providers. So we contacted um, all of the big ones, Kent Reliance, uh, Paragon, off the top of my head, Principality, and asked the question, look, um, I want to know really, so I can give the right advice to my community, if we take a mortgage holiday, what really does that mean? Because the Chancellor has said that it's not going to affect our credit score, which is great. Now, one thing the government says on one hand might not be right on the other. We know that. We always know that because that's politics. However, um, you know, what does it really look like for landlords? And this is, is this really a good idea? Now, I got a lot of response back from that. And I got a lot of response back from, uh, I'll give you some shout outs in a minute, folks. Hi, everyone that's saying hello. Um, I got loads of response um, Pretty much everyone I, I talked to, either via a third party or directly, said, whilst it won't affect your credit score, it probably will affect future lending. By means of, it will be, there will be a line on the application form moving forwards asking if you've ever taken a mortgage holiday. So, yeah, um, that was a big, okay, is this going to prevent in the future us or any of my community taking mortgages or refinancing any of their projects and I think yes it would so I then went out and I said right okay thank you very much everyone and I went into my local uh, into my socials into my Facebook page and just regurgitated what I'd been told and I think um, that was a real pinnacle moment for me thinking hang on we don't we started to panic all of this started to unravel and everybody panicked and everybody was trying to take everything that they could because we didn't know what was going to happen um, so my advice at that time and it is only advice you know if you didn't need to take the mortgage holiday then don't take it if you don't need it and then everybody started talking about okay well last month was an anomaly Next month might be a little bit different because this is when it's really going to kick in because this is when all the people that have been furloughed are going to be waiting for that money and it might only be 80% of their salary up to two and a half thousand or they may have been made redundant so now they can't pay last month they had their month in hand and then I started to think again okay this is happening again now how do we safeguard our rent for next month? So we just went back and did the same exercise had the same open line of communication with our tenants and we had a couple of people say, I can't pay because I've been laid off completely and I'm waiting for universal credit. Um, but everybody else said that they were going to be okay. So we waited, obviously, and we had all of our plans in place. And then the first of the month came, i.e., was it yesterday? Was it the first yesterday? Um, yeah, yesterday, wasn't it? Friday. And again, bizarrely, we have now probably about 98% of our rents in. Now, I've got about three people that haven't paid, but they are going to pay on Monday and they've always paid and they've no reason not to. So apart from one person who is long-term arrears, we'll have all of our rents in again. So again, it was like all of that stress and anguish for nothing. Um, and because it's this is real now and we're in it, we're right in the middle of lockdown. It's not just started. I think that... Um, if you are open with your tenants and if you communicate well, then there is no reason for them not to pay because they're going to fit into one of the one of the following. They're either universal credit tenants, which means they should pay. They're furloughed, so they should pay at least 80% or more. Or they're housing benefit tenants, which means they should pay because nothing's changed at all. Um, or they're still working. So really, if we break this down, there should be no real reason unless they've left and they've run off 
that your rent shouldn't come in. So I'm super pleased to say that yesterday was just like a normal rent day. It wasn't any different at all. Um, and there's light at the end of the tunnel because of this now. And I hope this inspires people to think, well, we've all gone through all of these ups and downs and it's all been really, really tricky to begin with. And it's not been that easy mentally for any of us thinking, how are we going to survive? Um, now, for those that were fortunate enough to get the small business rates relief grant, then of course that's going to help. Um, we, we got a couple, we didn't get all of the ones that we wanted for lots of different reasons. Um, but, you know, we are trying to help our tenants as much as we can. But if they are able to pay, then they really should pay. Um, so the next element is um, is the these lo the new loans, the government-backed loans that's coming out on Monday. And lots of people have been asking me, should they take these new um, government or well, taxpayers-backed loans um, that are coming out on Monday? So I can only really give you my thoughts on this. Again, um, it's fair to say we shouldn't rush in to things that we don't really understand too much. So do a lot of research yourself. I'm not a financial advisor. But what I can say is that if it's free money for 12 months and there's no repercussions in terms of your credit, because it shouldn't be, because if you pay it, then your credit score should be fine, then make sure you need it. Or even if you don't need it, make sure you don't. What I'm trying to say is don't spend it if you don't need it. There we go. That, those are the words I'm looking for. So if you don't need it and you take this, this taxpayer's back loan and then you start to fund your lifestyle with that money, then in 12 months time, you're going to struggle to pay that back. So again, it's a case of, you know, if you don't need it, but you want it as a backup, a, a better to have and not need, then potentially... You can squirrel it away, put it somewhere safe and don't touch it and then pay it back in 12 months. But if you do start to rely on that to fund your lifestyle because some other element of your business has stopped, then it will become a problem moving forwards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, are we going to take one? Mm, I'm not jumping up and down at the moment. We're fortunate that we can bankroll a little bit longer. Um, and especially if obviously our tenants continue to pay. Now, the final element I wanted to touch on, and this is really, this can be really emotive. <coughs> Excuse me. Are we filling rooms right now or not? And I'm going to tell you exactly what we're doing. Now, we're into what are we coming into week five on lockdown. And initially, you know, everything's shut down. I think that because Boris Johnson has announced um, his measures of um, how we're going to come out of lockdown will be some point next week. He's going to talk about that what the plan is to come out of lockdown. So I suspect things are going to get a little bit easier. Um, now, I know it's really difficult when you've got voids and the guidelines, and they are only guidelines, are that unless you are contractually obliged, you shouldn't be filling rooms. And rightfully so, you know, because we are in the HMO territory, which means that it's very difficult, um, you know, for us to be putting strangers in. So what have we been doing personally? So we've been advertising for key workers and NHS staff only. So we are only doing key workers and NHS staff um, because that is in keeping with the government guidelines. And even then, we are adopting the social distancing ruling. We're doing remote viewings. We're doing remote check-ins and we're telling the tenants of the date of the check-in so everyone can be out, so they can go to their room and they can observe the social distancing element. So we're, we're complying with all of that. Now, what we're also doing is a deep clean 
prior to check-in of the room and the communal areas. Every single check-in. Our cleaner will go in observing the social distancing and they will make sure that they will do a deep clean so everything is safe. So we're doing as much as we can, um, but we are only doing NHS staff and um, key workers in keeping with the government guidelines. So that's helping us tick over. And, you know, it's not ideal. Now, the next element is that um, how do we how do we safeguard um, our money when it in terms of the government giving three months uh, eviction? Well, we can't, but we've got an empty room anyway. So what I'd rather do is try and help the key workers and help the NHS staff um, with, you know, housing them, which is in keeping with what we're allowed to do. Um, and we can't guarantee anything. But what we are saying is because they can't do a viewing prior to the um, the check in, we are putting in writing to them that we will allow them to give notice and we will release them from their contract and refund their money within the first week. So we're kind of win win on all of that. And that's all we can do. So we're closed for the general population, if you like, for tenanting at the moment. Um, we are only doing key workers and NHS staff and that's what we're doing. That's how we're operating our business right now. Now, I know people will be doing different things. You must do whatever you feel is right. And I can't preach to you to tell you what's right and wrong. But that's where we are. So I think in a nutshell, we're doing, we're, you know, we're, we're making the best out of a, you know, the situation as it is at the moment, because we've planned, because we've got the open line of communication. And, you know, it's the, the horizon looks good coming from this. And I don't think it was going to be as bad, you know, on day one when we heard that all of the country were going to go into lockdown and we couldn't do developments and we couldn't do, um, we couldn't finish our projects. And that's another element I've not touched on. Um, we've got, um, we've got two HMOs that are currently um, post refurb and they are unfurnished and uncarpeted. We can't do anything with them at all because we can't get furniture. And I think we've got four flat conversions on the go that we've had to stop. And we've got one bungalow flip currently ongoing still with social distancing with the builder. Only one builder at a time, but trying to get materials, trying to get plaster, trying to get tiles. It's really, really hard right now. But we've got through the other side because we've got through month two. So I just wanted to share my journey with you. You know what I do? I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I tell you all the good and all the bad. But I'm very, very sure that most people that are listening to this or watching this would have gone through something similar. If not, you still are. And I just want to say that there is light at the end of the tunnel, folks, for all of this. Um, I, I, it was hard to begin with and it's getting easier. And, you know, running your business from home isn't particularly easy anyway. But when you are at the lap of the gods and waiting for people to pay in order for you to be able to survive, it makes it a very stressful process. But I just wanted to say, get your systems in place. Make sure that you've got that line of communication open with your tenant and you'll be fine. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. It's going to be different on the other side. Um, how that looks, I don't know yet. You know, I've done a couple of um, feeds about what I think the market is going to look like in the future. That's not for today. I'll come back and do an update on that at some other time. But um, yeah, the, um, the future is looking a lot more rosy than I anticipated when I sat down there listening to the Prime Minister on that dreadful day. So that's my little update for you today, folks. I hope that was useful for you. Um, I'm going to answer some questions now. I've got a few questions in. So hi, Martin. 
Uh, hi, Murat. Uh, lots of people saying hi. Hi, George, Giuliano, Martin. Dorothy saying, well done for adapting. Looking forward to your thoughts on how we can navigate through this. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where I am now, Dorothy, with this. Um, I am navigating through it. It does evolve on a day-by-day -day basis. You know, this is ever-changing. It's ever-changing. But at the moment, it's looking rosy. And I want you to know that you know, if you've got your systems in place, talk to your tenants, you know, talk to the people that you would, um, you know, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation, but talk to your tenants, open that line of communication. And when you do that, everything's just so much easier. Um, Martin said, yeah, you felt dread. I think I could speak for everybody when we all felt the worry, the dread, the anxiety, the what ifs. Um, Giuliano, are you more into single lets or HMO? Um, no, my, well, my HMO, I've got single lets, but the, the biggest part of my portfolio is HMO. Oh, I see you're replying to Mateen on there. Sorry about that. Uh, hi, Junior. Um, hi, Graham. Lots of people just say hi. Uh, lots of highs. Mateen saying, I didn't take the mortgage holiday. It would make things difficult for me. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. And I'm not here to say don't do it. I'm here to say that just make sure that you start with the end in mind. Because if you do, and you, it doesn't mean you can't do anything else in the future, is it worth it if you don't need it right now? Um, Martin, can you define deep clean? Yeah, so, you know, a normal clean would be um, just, you know, a hoover and a polish. Well, a deep clean is where we are sanitizing the door handles, um, you know, sanitizing the kitchen properly through and through. Normally, we'd probably do that once every six months or so, um, but we're doing it on every check-in on this occasion just to make sure that, um, you know, we've not left any bugs behind and not putting anybody at risk. So it's more of a deep clean, um, more sanitization using the right products. Uh, morning, Joanne. Joanne's saying we've been let into builders and have started painting. Okay, yeah, I think that some trades are starting to open now, um, which is a step in the right direction, definitely. So that's where I am, folks. I hope that was useful for you. If it was, let me know your thoughts. Um, if it was useful for you, put something in the comments, um, just so I know that it wasn't just me feeling like this. But I just want to give you a little bit of inspiration to say that, hey, you know, if you put the work in, you get paid. And if you do all the, th all, you take all of those um, those hard-to-do conversations and you have some of those hard-to-do decisions and you make those decisions then it's just better on the other side it'll take that worry away so if you haven't done that yet do it just pick up the phone and make sure you've opened that line of communication all right folks that's it for me today i hope that was useful for you and i'll catch you on the next one take care